Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. The welcome. podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. You can say welcome. Welcome. We're the podcast where we will r- rate and review a teen movie, high school centric movie from different eras, and talk about it, compare it to our teenage lives. We have uh, a very special guest today, but we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to hold, okay. make you wait. It's very special. I I feel like intimidated, excited, nervous. <laughs> All these feelings. I'm so excited. Okay. Oh, I guess we should say who we are. I'm Maddie. I'm Carly. Let's get into today's exciting episode with yes. our exciting guest. Do you want to introduce? Oh, you know how I love the introductions. Okay, I trust you. Oh, great. <laughs> we, we tend to stutter our, uh, over ourselves a lot when we do introductions. But anyway, so today we have somebody here who, she's got five albums, five studio albums. She's got- Is that uh, correct? I hope that's correct. I don't know. I think <laughs> so. It's not including EPs. Right. Okay. Or spoken word. Right. For, for the sake of this, we'll say five-ish. Sure. I love it. I love it. <laughs> She's got hair that makes you want bangs and uh, a voice that makes you want a headbang. This is our episode today with the beautiful Biff Naked. God bless. God bless. <laughs> so Biff nice. Naked. Hello. Hello. Wow. Hi, guys. Hi. I still have a Peter Brady voice. Uh, we came off, uh, we did the Trailer Park Boys cruise. <laughs> oh, uh, about Ooh. three weeks ago. What does that mean? Uh, so we performed. Monster Truck performed. The okay. Trailer Park wow. Boys performed. Tom Green was there. No Steve way. Jessup. All this. It was amazing. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> now we're all like dear friends and oh related practically. Love them. Can't wait to go to Halifax. However, I came home so deathly ill from this cruise ship. Right. Uh, I think it was coincidence. No offense to the uh, <laughs> cruise ship or, of course, my new friends. Uh, in but uh, I was sick, and so I lost my voice and was, uh, but here I am, and now I'm not sick. Don't worry. Uh, we do have hand sanitizer, and, but I'm all better, and uh, yeah, but I still sound like Peter Brady, and I can hear it in the cans, yeah. the cans being the headphones. Yes. I, will ex- I would be honored to have the sickness from you, so don't worry oh about that. Oh, well, I have to, uh, yeah, it was definitely pajamas for the first week that I came I, home. There is a oh, part of me, I mean, I don't want to like wish sickness on anybody, especially, you know, anything, but there's a part of me that just likes when you got a little cold and you're like, this is an excuse to do nothing. Just watch movies it's all true. day. Watch it movies. was true. And I hung out with my spouse, uh, you know, because as a, as the oh, the woman of the house, I do my job and I also do the emotional labor right. which is like the laundry the grocery ink I do I don't mm. care what anyone said it's archaic who cares I'm the boss uh, so I do all that stuff too and I realized that not doing that stuff because I was literally incapacitated yeah forced my spouse to like kind of dote on me which is oh. weird don't have that dynamic normally yeah. he's very uh shy let's put it that way very shy okay before we continue past the cruise ship me and maddie have a new resurfaced um love of tom green oh we do we do i I was gonna as soon as she said tom green i went oh we really do have a bit of a crush on him because we watched him on big brother and we just fell back in love with him he is a lovely person i want you to know and his parents are lovely and 
he just is genuine and sincere and terribly funny. Yes. Also. I, I knew he was funny. You know, he was in a bunch of comedies and stuff. But there was something about watching him on TV. I guess that you see people in a different light in sure. something like Big Brother when they're vulnerable, very exposed and vulnerable. <laughs> right. But there was something I was like, he is really great. And I also am very ashamed to say this. Did not know he was Canadian. Oh, Had yes. no idea. Oh, yes. Had no idea. So, Ottawa. Very exciting yep. for me. But yep. we do have a newfound love. You're right. Very for him nice. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. It makes me very happy. Yeah. yeah. The love we had for you. It was fun being on the cruise with him. was forever, though. The love we had for uh, you has never stopped. Um, so we wanted to just, first of all, you just moved to Toronto. So how do you like it so far? We love Toronto so much. I'm so uh, happy. I lived in Vancouver for 30 years. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't uh, realize it was so long. Yeah, me neither. It was, well, honestly, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old bitch. You know, it was a <laughs> long time. It was... I went to high school in Winnipeg and, and started my first year university there. Yep. And then my band, uh, Gorilla Gorilla, which was a punk funk band, like skate funk band, yep. um, moved to Vancouver. We flipped a coin. It was either going to be Toronto or Vancouver and Vancouver won. Oh, wow. I, I mean, you know, this is the early 90s. It was quite something at that time. The Pacific Northwest was a bit crazy right um and that's where i always stayed because i mean you can't just move across the country anytime you feel like it people work people right work. I mean, just yeah i never moved so whenever you came to much music or anything yep. it was like a trick oh yeah it was like because of a purpose it was either you know on tour right. we we're only here forever for a day Wow. Wow. Ever. I'd never spent any time here and then you moved here and then i just up and moved here <laughs> wow yes <laughs> that's yes. Just the fact that it's a possibility now that I can just bump into you at the grocery store. Oh, yes. Really brings me joy. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I've got my favorite grocery stores, my favorite cashiers yes. at said grocery stores. <laughs> Where we chose to live is in, basically used to be called South Etobicoke. Uh, so it's like the home of the original mafia okay. families. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm not talking about the, the wealthy mafia. I'm talking about, like, you know, the street guys. Right. You know? They're hanging outside the old Italian coffee shops. Right. Uh, there's also a big Polish community yep. there. It is the best. And we BMX all summer long every oh. day through the back oh. lanes. And we find all the new chop shops. Yeah. One day we discovered, uh, you know, no offense to anyone, but we disc we rode by the Hells Angels Clubhouse. And so I kicked my spouse off his bike. I kicked Snake <laughs> off his bike and said, you get up there and you apply for a fucking job. <laughs> Right now, because your forearms are so big, we call them Bam Bam. I said, they're going to be able to utilize your skills somehow. Right. You have a skill set some at something that yeah. will work for these people. But he never did. And so he's still a guitar player for me. That is not, so you know, cool. not working for the mob or anything. Not yet. Not there yet. are some really fantastic communities downtown Toronto. It's amazing. It's so, like I, we just moved up here in suburbia, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um but I used to be down in the West End and just south of no, me was that Parkdale. It was just up before um a bit north of, of yeah, Parkdale. Pretty close, it was though. Bloor Nossington. I understand. Yeah, yes, so it was, I know it, it well. So yeah. you went to Banjara for Indian food. Oh, yes. My husband will not eat my cooking since so he discovered good. the vindaloo it's, there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. tua, tua. You know, <laughs> like I can't believe it. Banjara is his number I one really place like Banjara, in the world. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of really it's, you know, just south of me was little Italy, just yes. um north was little Portugal. Like there's uh, everything yeah, right there. Really There's cool. Koreatown and yep. Chinatown. It was. Yeah. They have a little Malta. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. It's yes. absolutely amazing. So it's uh, Greek Town, which I, is is my, they're my people, was a little bit more east. So that was I would have liked to have been closer to that. Mm. But 
I can't deny the amount that was down there. It's it's such a fantastic city to be we downtown. We love it in. so yeah. much. I'm it's so just, glad. Oh, we love it. I'm glad. Yeah, I can't believe that I didn't move here sooner. Well, you know what? You're totally invited to Carcella. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the hideout. I remember. I'll make sure that I repost that and uh, and put it on our, our little pages. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about growing up, where you were born. Um, yeah, let's start a from the beginning story. a bit here. Okay. So I was born in New Delhi mm-hmm. by no fault of mine. Uh, <laughs> and what I mean by that is I was a Caucasian kid born right. in New Delhi. My adoptive parents were missionaries okay uh for the united methodist church which now you know i'm angry at because they they changed their stance on lgbtq oh, as did a long they? story yes last oh. week a couple of the different things in america i oh. want to point that out too yeah right. uh, so anyway uh they were working as missionaries but really what my dad was doing wasn't really like you know trying to convert people which i always accuse him of doing right may, <laughs> may he rest in peace because now he's laughing um <laughs> but he was a dentist so he was yeah. basically working at a missionary hospital in Bareilly where all the missionaries that were in India would come there for getting their teeth fixed. Wow. And so that was kind of his role. My mom worked in an ashram on the same complex and that's where they met my older sister uh, and they adopted her from there. A year later, a church person found out that they were uh, adoptive parents, which my father calls, we, they found out we were suckers. <laughs> And they contacted him, said, we know of a Canadian family living in New Delhi, and their teenage daughter is going to have a baby in June. You want to take the baby? And my dad said, well, depends on if, if the baby's ugly. You know, he always tells oh me God. these jokes. <laughs> he always tells me jokes. That we, we didn't know if you were ugly. And I was like, oh, great. And then he said, what we told him was, if no one else will take the baby, we'll take the baby. Sure. Man. And so they picked me up, and that was it. I went home with them to America. And lived in Minnesota. Then my dad moved to the Paw, Manitoba, which is north of the wow. 53rd parallel. We started elementary school there. Moved to Kentucky. Oh, my uh, goodness. For the end of our elementary school. Lexington, home of the Red Mile. Wow. And then we moved to Dauphin, Manitoba, Canada's national Ukrainian capital. <laughs> for junior high, quite a coming of age. I learned to smoke cigarettes there. <laughs> and uh, and then we moved to Winnipeg, where I went to high school and university. Oh my God. And then I moved to Vancouver. Oh. And now I'm here. I'm exhausted. <laughs> that is so much to take in. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I think it was <clears throat> my older sister, my younger sister, and me. I'm a middle kid. I'm very typical middle kid. Um, class clown. Right. Yep. And we're, so there was two of you that were adopted and then one that was. That they had. That they had. Yep. Oh, and are you close with them? Yes. Cool. That is so cool. And what about your parents? Uh, well, my dad passed away uh, five years ago. And my mom is turning 81 in May. Oh, wow. And she uh, she lives in Winnipeg. And my sisters both live in Winnipeg. And they're both, my sisters are both moms. And wow. yeah, they, yeah, they think I'm kind of obnoxious. Wow. <laughs> I have an obnoxious job, but they come see my shows and stuff. Oh, my mom awesome. is great. She's my biggest oh, my fan. Gosh. And we have a lot of fun. That is so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that now I have a question for you about Winnipeg. Yes. Because I've never been and I have a wedding that I'm going to in August in Winnipeg. Oh, cool. And I'm really excited, but yeah. I'm also like, I don't know what I'm going to do there. What do I do? Oh, there's so much <laughs> to do. Winnipeg is a really interesting uh, small city mm-hmm. culturally. It's a great big melting pot. They have uh, 
uh, I went to my University of Winnipeg is where I went. I went to the theater program there. Cool. They have a lot of different, um, I don't know, great. They have great venues to see music. Yeah. They have great theater. They have the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, which is right. oh, world right. renowned. Yeah. Um, and of course, the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Uh, right. This year, they're getting a football team. Oh, oh my gosh. Like soccer is what I mean. Oh, They're okay. doing a, a new Canadian <laughs> soccer league. I don't know if you know I don't that. Know That's that. just been launched this year. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, Winnipeg has the Human Rights Museum, which is a great thing to see. Um, there is a great Indian restaurant there. <laughs> One great. <laughs> There's also a Jamaican restaurant there that's famous. Well, it's Caribbean. I don't know if it's actually Jamaican. It's Caribbean, uh, Trinidadian, Jamaican. It's got uh, great food called Dean's Diner. Uh, Manitoba, I believe, has the second largest population of French Canadians outside of Quebec. Really? So there's a section of Winnipeg called Saint Boniface, Saint Boniface. That's all French. Did you speak French, or do you speak French? Je parle français un petit peu. Oh, c'est bon. Bon, merci, <laughs> merci. Maxence est Parisien parce que uh, my manager uh, lived in Paris for okay. a long time, so. I, I was going there quite frequently. She has her accent is a bit Parisian. Okay. <laughs> I, I picked that up. I don't know. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm not helping. Very, I'm yeah, a translator. So you went to high school in Winnipeg. Yes, I did. And how was that? Amazing. I was never in, I was in theater. I was in yep. a drama student. Uh, I was never in choir. I never sang in my life. Uh, I took ballet from the age of four till I was 17 years really? old. I really thought I was going to be a ballerina. Wow. Uh, then I discovered smoking and leather jackets <laughs> and, uh, you know, necking with guys. And it just didn't, yeah, it didn't pan out. I started skipping out of class and, and it didn't work. And then I, yeah, I got, uh, I guess, cast in my high school musical what of was Little it? Abner. Okay. I was Daisy May <laughs> in the 12th grade. Yeah. So that changed everything for me because wow. I had to sing my role. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I managed. Um, but I was hooked on musical theater and then entered a Prairie Theater Exchange musical theater program wow. because I thought I, I should, you know, it's very vaudevillian. I should be on Broadway. I also thought I would be a comedian. I never really thought I would you be, could. be a punk performer by any means. And <laughs> wow. It just kind of, I fell into it. You know, I liked a guy with a mohawk. And right, so of it course. Just, it worked. <laughs> of course. It just worked out. Did you ever try stand-up? Uh, I never did. A lot of my friends are stand-up comedians. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I'm sure that it, you know, there's elements of it that we have to utilize it in our own concert performances. Right. Um, but I can imagine, yeah, it's just talking. I do speaking events, but usually it's for you know, patient perspectives on cancer care. Right. It's on like palliative care and breast cancer wow, treatment. Yeah. You know, it's never that, that funny. Same, right. But yeah. I would think that it would be a, a lot of fun, but it would probably be hard to make a living. You should put it on the bucket list. God bless. That's a good idea. Car Carly <laughs> yeah. did it for the first time. You did? One time, yeah. I did it Amazing. Um, in 2014. I just wanted to check it off the bucket list. Come on. It was surprisingly really fun, and it was a high that I have yet to experience again. Amazing. Wow. Like, I thought I was Chris Rock there for five Amazing. Minutes. That's amazing. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. Yeah, Very it's cool. something that I've, n I've never done, but it's something that I feel speaking for from for you i guess that everyone should try something like that but it terrifies me to know sure it. but it's so worth it right when yeah you, when there's so many different it. styles of comedy too if you look back yeah. and uh when i was in high school there was a comedian that was popular named stephen wright mm -hmm. who was uh 
you know, just very like down, like all the right. things he's, he was just like self-deprecating and just was like, he never broke character. He was just like, oh, right. today I went to the, you know, and it was yeah. like so fun. There was just such a variety of things that are actually so funny. Yeah. And yeah. now there's so many different, there's sketch comedy. Yes. That, well, not now. There's always been this, but sketch comedy and improv and this and that, whatever. And there's a really great place kind of near-ish where you are um, called Comedy Bar. Oh, my my friend B. Bertrand just hosted okay. there the other it's, night. It's super fun. It's called Queer and Present Danger. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I, I used to live right at that intersection. Oh, you did? And so I would go there all the time. I see. It's yeah. super fun. So, wow. well, I mean, you know. but Yes, I do. Yeah. And I did go there once. It's the, almost the only comedy show I've ever been to. Oh, really? Boy. There's yeah. some great places down there. There's also Bad Dog. There's a bunch of places right mm-hmm. there. But yeah. And in Toronto in general. It's, Toronto is a fantastic hub for comedy. Interesting. Really, really good. I wanted to ask you, so you're a teenager. You're mm-hmm. doing ballet. Yes. And then you decide, <laughs> maybe I want to try smoking. Maybe I oh, like, yes. like boys. <laughs> maybe I want to wear this leather jacket. Oh, yeah. So for how sure. does that go down with your two missionary parents? You know, they were great. My mother was awesome. She bought me tickets to see Iron Maiden. Did she? Yep. It was in 1984. Twisted Sister opened for <gasps> them. And I took oh my, my little God. sister who I got mad at. She was 12 at the time. I was really angry with her uh, because she wouldn't smoke a cigarette with me or stand on chairs <laughs> I was smoking she's like you're gonna get caught I'm like you're being like you have to smoke right now you know why can't you just smoke a cigarette <laughs> and uh we were fourth row center oh. I still think you know at the time it was lost on me right you know that my mom yeah. really had the foresight to get us these great tickets and D. Snyder spit on me <laughs> And he spit on me in the first, and I was baptized instantly into rock and roll. And I've had the opportunity to talk to him about it because we covered one of his uh, songs for the Ready to Rumble soundtrack, which starred David Arquette. And so it was called We're Not Going to Take It. And so he used to work for Hartford, Connecticut radio station. And I did an interview with him on that show, D. Snyder. And now they still tour and play and stuff. But I told him, you spit on me, sir. And I was um, still proud. I still haven't washed, you know, kind of yeah. embellished it. And uh, and it really was a turning point for wow. me because I thought, you know, these these men with their eyelashes and their yeah. wigs, I'm just like, you know. That would be a very special it thing. It was amazing. Yeah. It changed Experience. my life. changed mm-hmm. my life. And then I discovered DRI. Okay. And, and bands like this and Metallica came yeah. out and all this thrash came out. I was like hooked. So did you identify in high school as a certain... Um, like What's punk? the word? Like, yeah, like a grouping, like a, a clique, a you punk. Or, or in my high school, er, there were the Drannies that were all into <laughs> Duran Duran. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And they were like the hot girls with like the John Taylor hair. Oh, hilarious. And there were, you know, some people who were into Run DMC. And then there were the rockers who we actually called the stoners. Yeah. Right. Because they would go behind the school and like smoke pot or hash or whatever they smoked in Winnipeg. <laughs> and, and we had a smoking pit in our school where we could smoke yep. cigarettes. And, of course, all the girls smoked. And I would follow, you know, my girlfriends. We would walk home from school and we would learn how to flick our cigarette butts and stuff like that. It was like a real, you know, rite of passage to yeah. learn how to just, like, flick your butt. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing, you know. I was friends with someone from every group. I was uh, always the, the diplomat. In every situation. And that's a middle kid thing. I think it became a coping technique. And also just as the class clown. 
Yeah. Right. Know? I was also a bit of a slut, you know. <laughs> I, I really liked guys. I liked guys and, of course, wanted approval. Uh, I was very approval-seeking, like a lot of... That could be a little dangerous. ...young girls are want to be. Yeah. Well, it was a different era, and I just think now, you know, I'm so happy that we didn't have cell phones. Oh, I'm so yeah. happy we didn't have smartphones. Yeah. You know, we had Polaroid cameras. You yeah. know, if I had a nickel for every time, we, you know, we flash our t-shirt at, you know, <laughs> and had Polaroids taken. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that it would be really difficult uh, in this day and age to have such a... Uh, cavalier oh yeah and sure. carefree uh, we were at childhood the very, yeah we were at the very end of that like i didn't get a cell phone till grade 11 or 12 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those cell phones were still like Flip emergency oh yeah. with an antenna yeah. 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 Oh, yeah yeah i yeah i remember pulling the antenna out and That's it was this right. huge thing so oh, it was so different now when yeah. we got bullied it was the girls just kind of like threw stuff at us in class <laughs> i miss those you days. know they yeah. threw paper balls at yeah. us or whatever flicked our hair in the hallway now it's just like relentless and it's 24 7 and it yeah. just has to be just it has to suck yeah, yeah when it sucks now it really sucks i can't yeah. i'm so thankful that it was not um something yeah. that we had to I, do i agree there was so going with the kind of no cell phone thing kind of quickly and i'll, I'll relate the two in a second were you in high school when you got your first tattoo not exactly okay um and also i like lying a lot because of the young audience factor (laughs) and i've been asked by uh originally i was asked by my sisters you know please say that you got your tattoos when you were 20 and i was like all right i get it yeah i was 20 but honestly we were like we lied we all had fake id sure um you know we were going to nightclubs when we were you know probably five years underage (laughs) um and we didn't get carded sure. half the time and when we did get carded we all had fake ids you know yeah. that now people pay lots of money for fake ids back then we used a photocopier nobody cared right. you know <laughs> it was just different and so yeah i was like you know uh just in my senior year like just graduated but it wasn't because i wanted a tattoo or because i identified with any of the punks it was because a girl that was my best friend had a tattoo right and I was like, she's the coolest girl I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was all it was. Yeah. But I, I'm like, you know, how do I, how do we do anti-aging now? You know, Diane Keaton wears scarves on her neck. And I'm like, holy fuck, my neck, you know, there's wrinkles on my neck. I'm going to get a big tattoo on my neck. <laughs> you know, like all these Instagram chicks, they have big tattoos on their neck, you know, an eagle or whatever <laughs> they have going on. And knuckle tattoos, hand tattoos yeah. are popular. When I was a young person, nobody would tattoo hands or face. It was like a no-no. There was a sign on the, yeah. all the places, no hands, no face. That's now so it's like everybody, you know, looks like they're a rapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's people that we know that have them. I mean, people who I wouldn't even consider, like, they're not covered in tattoos. They're preppy. Which is fine. But then there's like a tattoo going yes. up their head. And I'm like, yes. Oh, all right. Okay, sure. What fine. does that say? What is the statement? Yeah. You know, it's just, well, how does a preppy person have no tattoos, but they have like a big, like, visible, you know, anchor, shipping anchor on their neck, you know, under their ear. It's just like, really? That's where you went? <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I'm taking Maddie to get her first tattoo I know. I'm soon. getting my, wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited. That's very cool. What yeah. are you getting? Do you know? I do. I have a couple, um, I, my mom hi mom stop listening please uh she's very so against uh, she's not against it she could care less but it's more of she just th- doesn't think that i'm gonna actually do it of course. um which it's been 30 years already and i haven't That's done okay. it but uh but i really want to get so my mom and dad's names are Janie and amen and so j and e is je in oh, french yes, yes. so Janie is their name are their initials 
and je is me and I. So I would get J-E somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's yeah, really I nice. like that one. Very sentimental. Yeah. That one I think is the best for the, my first one yes. because it's something that's not going to change. Like they are right. my parents. Yep. Um, but I have a bunch of ideas that I really want to get. And, I, and I'm, my background is Greek. So I want to do some sort oh, of yes. Greek oh, yes. thing. I yep. really like the evil eye. Yes. But I've been told I'm not allowed to get that. Like apparently that's a... Um, how did they explain it to me? Once you have the evil eye tattooed on you, the it's not necessarily a priest, but the the like representative sp- who is who is to pray to get evil away from you can't do it if you have a tattoo uh, of the evil eye. I think so, it probably depends on who tells you. Of about course, that. of <laughs> yeah. course. So it depends. And you like know, you know, what if a mola says it because the evil eye is represented in so many different cultures? Yes. So like, I mean, who's who's true. correct? Exactly. Yeah. So tell us. How you got into your first band and how you kind of roller coasted that's not the right word, it kind of ramped up, ramped up, or you fell into like the success that you've had. I don't know, you know, I think it was also a different era in a way because I was in my first year of university and met these guys through my theater class who had a band, yeah. And so they said, You should come and sing for our band. I was like, Of course, I can sing. I was Daisy May. Yes, I'll come and sing <laughs> I'm in your Daisy band, sure. and, and really, it was just like that, it was an accident. Um, and they had a show at a, at a punk bar and I did the show with them. And then I was just in their band from that moment forward. Of course I married the drummer right away, right away, uh, within like two months of our first show. I said, mother, I'm getting married to this guy with a mohawk who's six, five. She's like, well, get it out of your system. (laughs) And so we got married. And of course, six months later it was over. Uh, but I stayed in the band because by then we were touring and opening for DOA and playing shows with SNFU. And and, he stayed in the band as well. Yep. And it was very difficult. Uh, at that time now we're great friends. Uh, but so eventually we got divorced and this is by the time we moved to Vancouver and I met a bunch of other guys who were in this thrash band called Chrome Dog. And so I was in both of these bands and then that didn't seem to work for anybody because one was a punk scene, skateboarding guys. And then the other band, Chrome Dog, were like rockers, LA, Viper Room. And, and so then I was just in Chrome Dog for a while and we were supposed to go on tour with Annihilator across Canada. Cool. Uh, but we didn't. I quit the band and met my manager, Peter. Uh, so this is 1992. Wow. I met my manager and he said, I met someone from A&M Records that wants to give you a record deal as a solo artist. I was like, no, 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 no. I need to be in a band. He's yeah. like, okay, you let me know. I'm like, okay. And then kept staying in the band for a little while. And then they they uh, had an argument with me about my lyrics, which they said were too girly. And I was like, yeah, we're done here. I'm going to be a solo artist and write what I want. Yeah. And that was it. And my first record came out in 94. And uh, then the label folded. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. A month later. And so it was like, oh, what am I going to do? And so my manager, and by this time I had an American manager, uh, they said, you're going to make your own record label and we're still going to put out the same record, but it's going to be you that puts it out. I said, okay. And then that was it. (laughs) And then I've just, uh, I've only had this job. I've never done anything else. That is so That's cool. It. And then how old were you approximately? Uh, so I was uh, 23 years old. Wow. My record came out. I want to bring up, because you were telling us a really great story before we started recording, and I want to bring that back, because I found um, uh, I found about all of my old CDs, because we've moved recently. I found all my old CDs, and I found Biff Naked, Essentially Naked. Amazing. And so I was showing you, and you were saying how 
more recently you've had to kind of, or not even just you, but other people have had to advertise the CDs as something different than a CD. It's wild. I mean, because no, I mean, there is a resurgence in vinyl. Sure. Yeah. You know, so people that collect vinyl are, you know, people who want the Bad Brains seven inch Mm -hmm. or you want, you know, the first Oasis record on vinyl, you know, things that are nostalgic. But, you know, the Biff Naked audience really isn't looking for, you know, a vinyl record. Yes, we are. (laughs) You guys might be. But, you know, ultimately, you know, as far as merchandise goes, they'll buy whatever's up there. Yeah. You know, and so I would like to have patches and stickers and stuff. But ultimately... If you have patches and stickers and a vinyl record, they're going to buy what's the cheapest. Sure. Is, sure, always, sure, the, sure. is always the theory. So we never really went for anything like that. And I still have like hundreds of CDs in my garage. So <laughs> my, ma- my manager keeps saying, why don't you just like haul these shit CDs on tour? And I'm like, so that I can give them away, right? Because they're not worth anything. No one will pay for these. You know, I have to like give them away with something. And he's I like, see. well, you should just do an online store. And I'm like, you'd still have to give them right. away. So now I can, you know, put a sign up that calls them car CDs <laughs> uh, so I that people that. will go, oh, yeah, that would be great to play it in the car. <laughs> you know, otherwise they're not going to buy a CD because no one has a CD player anymore. Although I did buy a CD Ghetto Blaster last year that has a USB port. There you go. That was at Best Buy. Yeah. Less than 200 bucks because I thought I got to put some of my old CD because I keep re- rebuying them mm-hmm. so that I can listen to it on my phone. Um, but yeah, a lot of people call CDs coasters. <laughs> you can't really you can't really sell them uh, anymore. You got to give them away. And uh, I don't know if the CD will ever have a resurgence. That's like thinking the floppy disk. Well, yeah. I don't know. This, cassettes are having a resurgence that's right true. now. I've seen people sell cassettes but nobody has a cassette player yeah there's one cassette player for sale at best buy i keep saying best buy because it's near our apartment uh, but they <laughs> don't, it buy. doesn't have a usb port right yeah so it's kind of like ah, i don't really want to spend the money on it but it's only the only one that they sell and what happens to these and this is the other thing with the with the records what happens do they go to landfill you know, I guess I we know. could probably buy recycled <laughs> plastic and manufacture that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it cost effective for an artist trying to yeah. make a living? Right. I don't know if it's I cost effective, but because I keep getting cassettes sent to me from bands. So yeah. now cassettes are like kitschy, very kitschy. Yeah. Well, my brother's in a band and he's pretty old school. He uses his record player every day. Oh, yeah. Um, But... I keep telling him, you have to put your music on either Spotify or Apple Music because or else you're you're not going to get out there. Nobody's yeah. like buying CDs anymore. No, they're not. And he's like a, but he's like so nostalgic right yes. now. He's like, but I just it's such a part of the culture to go it and is. buy a CD. It is. And and, like, and for for someone like me, we go to Sonic Boom right. Right. at least twice a month sure. and we're there for an hour. Right. Flipping through, you know, because yeah. we love it. It's like treasure hunting. Totally. And it's so fun. I mean, yeah. You know, I keep rebuying CDs that I had, like, yeah. you know, and I can't stop. It's like, God, you know, I'll spend all my money on that before I'll buy groceries. It's so much yeah, fun. totally. But I only listen to them in the car, yeah. and they're still on the floor of my car. Yep. I remember the day that Good Charlotte, um, their, their Predictable album and Green Day American Idiot came mm-hmm. out the same year. I'm pretty sure I'll fact check that. But, um, and I remember they came, I, they, either came out on the same Tuesday or like a week apart from each other. And the elation 
that I felt get oh, yes. buying those oh, yes. was it was this is the best purchase I have ever made amazing <laughs> in my life yeah and I was so happy and I remember it was to the point where my mom was like okay we can buy them but then I'm keeping them until you do your chores or whatever the right, hell it was of course. um but it was this is the best day of my life yeah. this is the number one best day of my life I bought Absolutely. these two CDs and now that's gone like now it's oh I downloaded it off Apple Music that's right yeah which is fine but it's not the same do you remember buying like any of your first records or albums or CDs uh, the first record I ever received was yeah. from my first boyfriend uh George Finch from Dauphin Manitoba who's actually oh. just my uh one of my Maids of Honor for my oh, wedding really? to Snake because we're still best That's friends. Great. Oh my god! And the first I love record, that name, George Finch. Yeah, he's a lovely person. Um, <laughs> and he um, gave me a, a record called "Unleashed in the East" by Judas Priest. Ooh, and it was for wow. Christmas. It was the first record I ever owned, wow. and I still have it. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember um, my first tape was Jagged Little Pill, oh Alanis gosh, Morissette. Very good. That's why I really looked up to like Alanis, I know. Gwen Stefani, and you. Oh, wow. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. I still look up to Gwen Stefani. Yeah. yeah. And like Letters to Cleo. It's just kind of that. Oh, how nice. Punk yes. rock girl. And very I was cool. always. Yeah. That's like, so nice. My brothers were listening to Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. And I was like. Amazing. Biff Naked, Gwen Stefani, Alanis. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's yeah. a band. To, so there's a band out of Boston. I think it's called Band of Our own yeah uh and it's uh all those girls yeah in that band gail greenwood is in that band too i yeah. encourage you to check them out they're on instagram cool um and gail of course is one of my mentors and she is the one that taught me to sing fuck them in the neck <laughs> right yeah right. from middletown rhode island right yeah. we were talking that's the my favorite my new favorite expression that's right I'm it's a gail greenwoodism yeah. love it yeah gail, thank you and so belly much. their new record is called dove Dove. And they're on uh, Instagram. Okay. Instagram. You can find them. That's a there. really nice. I, I like that name. Yeah. Dove. And it's a yeah. great record. Yeah. That's really cool. We'll listen yeah. on our road trip. Fuck them in record. the neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck them in the neck. And Tanya Donnelly is a singer for Belly. Wow. So she was in Throwing Me's with a bunch of cool. bands like that. That yeah. is really, really cool. Should we start talking about the movie, I guess? I'm just not ready. I know. You're just very ah, interesting. It's, it's, ah, you you're interesting, but so it's nice. not even so much nice. I just feel so easy to. This is so easy. So easy to talk to you. We have lots in common, I think. Oh, I think you're don't right. even. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and cry the rest of my night. Cause, well, so Curtis from Aesthetic Magazine yes. is who kind of put us in touch. Yes, so thank he did. you so much, yeah. Curtis. Thanks, thank Curtis. You, Curtis. Um, and when he said, you know, when we started getting guests on and everything, um, he said, who, who are you looking for? Like, wh what do you want? And I, I went, I don't know, Biff Naked. Thinking, we'll never, we're never going to get Biff Naked. Because you didn't know I lived here. Well, it, it wasn't so much minutes like, away. <laughs> I it was it. just such a, um, I kind of said it like as a, yeah, okay, good luck with this. Like, right. I'd love to see you try. This would, like, it was my highest one that I could think of. Yeah. And Amazing. then he goes, okay, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's coming. Out. I'm like, pardon so the fact so that like fun. this is so easy because I, I mean carly mentioned we were definitely nervous um so in funny. a way you know we're we're chatty people we're fine with talking to whoever but there's a certain you know we look up to you and and you've been in our um 
realm to, for so long that we've just so having you here is like so cool and it's so easy to talk to you oh so gosh, i should have brought my recipe for vegan parmesan cheese you that i found have. i'm trying to be oh. vegan for lent oh well i wouldn't recommend vegan parmesan cheese unless you have a really good uh food processor um should we talk about the movie a little bit Okay, I also want to talk about like what you're up to now. But well, we can we do can, it at the end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end when we're just okay. like doing the lift off. Okay, so yeah. this week we watched a movie. Quite honestly, when we gave um, when we gave you the list of movies and, mm-hmm. and Biff Naked was or Biff Naked, what am I saying? Cry Baby was the one we settled on. Yes. I was so excited because this movie has a very special place in my heart. Um, but before we, so we watched Cry Baby this week is where I'm going with this. Carly, do you want to see your facts? Sure. So Carly does. To. Carly has like a, you know, the year it came out, who's oh, in it, that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, um, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. So she'll just do the little thing. I have lots to say about that. I movie. can't wait. Okay, great. Because I watched it for the first time last night. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I'm I know. so excited. Okay. So it premiered April 6, 1990. It was rated PG-13 and it was written and directed by John Waters, starring Johnny Depp, Ricky Lake, Amy Locaine, and Susan Tyrell. And the logline is, in 1950s Baltimore, a bad boy with a heart of gold wins the love of a good girl whose boyfriend sets out for revenge. Right. So Carly saw this movie for the first time yesterday. Yes. You had seen this movie before, but you rewatched it recently. Yes, I had to rewatch it because it had been so long. Oh, yeah. No, I hadn't seen it. Mm -hmm. I, in grade eight, so when I was about 14, I had a friend and we, I don't know how it started, if I'm quite honest, probably, I, I don't even know what it was, but something initiated this love, mm. obsession with Johnny Depp, yes. with myself and, and this Certainly. friend. And we delved into his entire filmography. Oh, good. Yeah. And we, we've we se- I've seen everything, um, except maybe not so many of the recent ones. But at that time, I had seen everything, and this was one of them. And I haven't seen it since high school. So watching it again with Carly yesterday, and I said, we, were, we put it on, I said, Carly, I'm just going to warn you. It's a bit of a weird movie. It's a little strange. She's like, okay, whatever. And by the end of it, she was like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> it does have a Rocky Horror Picture That's element. That's what, yeah. what you yes, said. It, does. Yeah. it yes, totally it does. does. But it's very charming. Yeah, I dug it. It was yeah. like kind of Twin Peaksy. Yeah, very it charming. Was super yeah. weird. I, I yeah. forgot half the stuff. And well, it, you were singing along to all the lyrics. I was impressed. Well, I was singing along. And the thing that made me... Um, realize because I'm really really horrible with movie quotes mm. uh, my boyfriend Mike will quote movies constantly and I have no idea what he's talking about it could be my favorite movie no idea but there was one part of this movie when Hatchet Face so there's a character named Hatchet Face yes, which is was. amazing and, you, and when you see her regular picture on Wikipedia it's very funny I can't I have to look her up because yeah. I haven't done it but at one point uh, near-ish the beginning she licks um a knife i guess and she says careful because yes, old ladies will and then she gets get, get cut. cut and i yes. quoted it along with her and i was like where did that come that's from that's right because i haven't seen this movie in a lot like a decade over a decade yeah. and i i shocked myself because I, that's not many movies that that happens to for me yeah. so i was very excited um but I want to hear your initial thoughts, having never seen it before. What did you think? I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I watched it when I was younger, it would have been something that I would have... I probably would have had posters on my wall and stuff, just because sure. it was so weird and different. And, yeah, no, I like that it was just so campy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I loved... My favorite character was Ramona. Yes. I loved her. What about you? I want to hear about what your relationship to this movie is. Well, number one, it's a John Waters film. Right. Yes. So, as a filmmaker, this is one of the literally... 
a, a work of art mm-hmm. in film just just from every aspect from the script from the characters that he casted from the costuming yep. it was so unbelievable the, the set deck everything about it was amazing Iggy Pop plays yes. the uncle, and Willem Dafoe is one of the cops. Yes. I know. So, I mean, it's like quite the cast. Ricky Lake was absolutely adorable. Yeah. I think it was probably the first time that I ever saw Ricky Lake. You know, this is before her show. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, which was quite popular. I think I was in high school when her show was popular. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Johnny Depp was, I don't know how old he would have been in this film, but he is a beautiful yeah. boy. And... Um, it was great. Hatchet Face was great. That and her boyfriend was really cool. Right. With yeah. all their with all their duck haircuts and, <laughs> and, and the way they did. Right now at Zara, there is a non leather jacket that yeah. they have on sale for spring that looks like the jackets in this movie, <laughs> by the way. Uh-oh. We should go get them. You know, so so also that stylized kind of rockabilly thing is really cool. Yeah. You know, Tracy Lords is in yes. this film. Yeah. And I think that at the time, I didn't know the names of any other porn stars. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, porn was a, a whole different thing when I was in high school. It wasn't an internet right. uh, thing at all. Yeah. It was something that was a bit exclusive in a way. And Tracy Lords, everyone knew her because she, you know, was notorious. Right. Very underage. But she was a really beautiful girl. And her whole pinup you know the pinup look of her character with the very very thumbnail short bangs mm-hmm. yeah. and the pointy bras i mean it was like amazing this film was amazing uh, i thought it was interesting just in film history because how they all really had that exaggerated artistic glycerin tear yeah. <laughs> you know that type of thing was really john waters yes. to me yeah it was very stylized to, to the john waters aesthetic totally it was gorgeous and i i it wasn't until last night i hate to admit this but when i was younger i guess i didn't pay attention to it but now that i've i studied film and i work in film and i like i'm gonna i watch I'm more attentive to the credits. Yes. I had no idea until yesterday that it was John Waters. Oh, and okay. So watching it yesterday um, after knowing it was John Waters, it put it in a whole new perspective. Yes. So it's really interesting because, you know, like the tear thing is exactly... So deliberate. It's so nice. And right at the end of the movie... Well, it happens right at the beginning too when they're yeah. getting the needles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it happens multiple times, but yeah. it's very, um, like you said, deliberate. It's a yes. great word for it. And it's just such a... I mean, the opening scene to begin with is, you know, at the high school where they're all getting their whatever shot. Yeah. And it's just all it is is a line of two lines, rather, of all the kids waiting to go and get their shot. And even Carly was like, this is, a, I mean, in a good way. I assume this is a horrifying opening scene because you're just watching over and over and over again people getting needles over oh, yeah. and over and over. Again. It's like an anti-vaxxer's worst yeah. nightmare. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, boy, times are different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just this whole opening scene of just one kid going up getting the shot. Yeah, the next kid shot. That's the next right. kid shot, and that's the whole opening scene for the all the opening credits. Yeah, and it's such a fantastic. Just that alone. Yes. It sets the tone for sure. Yes, it does. It sets the tone (laughs) so well. Because you can see the hierarchy and the social dynamic at the school. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, I was so happy to watch it again. Did it you so happy. did you watch this movie in high school? Was it like something We did, but I think that it was the same like again, you know, I went to a high school that was, you know, uh some of our friends were they're into Drandura and they're into you too. So a lot <laughs> of the kids dress like this. Right. In a in a kind of a way. You know, there were mods in my okay. high school that were into quadrophenia and okay. wore like, you know, the long uh uh, army jacket okay and oh, had wow. the army bags with the mod symbol and listen to like you know like we listen to a, a transvision vamp and right. like the human league <laughs> and stuff like that so this kind of a movie would be right up the, that alley yeah. sure definitely the rockers wouldn't be watching this film sure that's Interesting. fair yeah. that is fair i mean it's a very niche movie like yeah, it's just like all the john waters films right yeah. exactly yeah. and it's it's also i mean i don't know because this was what year was it made again 90 90 mm-hmm. 90 so johnny depp is at what point in his life at this point like is he very before edward scissorhands i think it so. must be yeah then he was basically in every tim burton thing after but but so it's you know it's still very um He's quite clean cut in it yes. and everything is. And then there's, the, of course, the actual clean cut like squares. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it wouldn't be. I can see it not being a very rocker um, thing. And when we certainly watched it in high school, it was very unknown. The right. only reason we knew about it was because Johnny Depp was in it. And we right. had looked at right. his IMDb and stuff. How intimidating would it be to do that French kissing scene? Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> that, girl. that was extensive. <laughs> it was. So, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, very extensive. Everyone French kissing. Yeah, yeah it was. It, and, and then and the little children with the lollipops. Yes, and they <laughs> switched like, lollipops. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah. Those kids were adorable. Yes, they, they were. They were so cute. I just can't imagine sitting down and someone saying action. It's like, okay, now you're going to say to Johnny Depp, I've never French kissed before. And then you're going to stick out your tongue, <laughs> wiggle it around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was one that you had. a. Uh, I say I say this a lot about you, that you have a lot of visceral reactions to stuff. Uh, what but was that? The one where I can't remember exactly who it was who was making out. But there's one character. Pardon me. Two characters that are making out. And the the girl. Is it Hatchet Face? Anyway, whoever it was, sticks her tongue out. And the boy oh. or the man just is like. Oh, it's he's just yes. like she, her tongue is out, and he's, he's just he sucks on her tongue. <laughs> oh, and Carly just was that like, would be oh. hard to be. I mean, and this is the thing I think that most people don't understand about acting. Yeah, it's oh. not easy to do a love scene. <laughs> have so, you done one? And I'm, yes, I have. Oh, okay. I couldn't do it, and it was very awkward. But um, you know, today in in our day and age, just anything like even if you think of a show like Shameless, for yes, example. Sir. You know, this is a family show, but I mean, they have to get naked oh, yeah. with each other. That yeah. is not, I would be like freaking out. When did you do a love scene? I'm curious. So I was in a feature film uh, called Lunch with Charles. Okay. And uh, Lunch with Charles, I played Natasha. And Natasha was a hippie girl who was giving this guy a ride to find his wife <laughs> to Banff. Was the okay. It was an indie film. It was my first feature film yeah. where I had a principal role in. Yeah. And uh, it was great. It was fantastic. But I had to do a love scene with Tong. That was the name of the character. And we were in the back of a van. And it was like... 
agonizing because I had a lot of respect for him. Right. And uh, his name was Sean Lau. And his wife was Amy Tan, who was Miss Hong Kong, I think, that year. Okay. And they were on wow. set all the time. And I felt really self-conscious. I didn't want to offend them. Right. And I didn't want to disrespect him. I He was just such a wonderful person. But it was awkward. Yeah. Very yeah. awkward. And I wanted to fake it. And I was like giggling and I just thought, yeah, I would have to be like drunk out of my mind to do porn or something like that. There's no way <laughs> yeah. I could ever. I don't know how actors do it because it yeah. would be hard. However, when you think about it, all these actors are getting uh, hitched and hooked up because they've met on a film right. set. Sure. Mm-hmm. Look at Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with Brangelina. Yep. You know, true. that's what they met on. They were both with other people. Yeah. But, you know, you do that. Like, so those people doing the tongue sucking and yeah. cry, baby. How are they not dating after that? <laughs> that's a thing. You can't separate it. No, I couldn't. I couldn't either. And no. as, as a significant other of maybe them who's off screen, if they were with someone, that's hard to watch. Sure it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, kissing is one thing, but that like you said it's very extensive oh yeah <laughs> it's worse it's, than nudity oh no i have a lot of respect for people who can do that so yes good for you for doing it on that sh- on that movie because well it wasn't i didn't have to have my clothes off no but God. like just even having some i just can't fake or act i just am not able to do it so anyway is acting something that you love to do or um... it is and you know it just never i i just ne- i always got um, asked to audition for roles that were singers, yeah, or strippers, yeah, or junkies or hookers, <laughs> right? And which was great, but I always wanted to do something different. I wanted to play a cop, or I wanted to play a doctor, or right. a nurse, or something. Uh, the second movie that I did that was a um, feature film was called uh, Crossing, and I played a drag king oh. in oh. it, where I had a birthmark on half my face and I wore an Elvis wig uh, for the entire film and I was a strong arm for the Russian mafia that was my character (laughs) and so I got weapons training wow uh, learning to handle firearms for my my training for the film and and that was why I took the role I loved it and and then after that I just got too busy uh, to to work too much in film, we toured a lot, and yeah. uh, when I wasn't touring, I was doing a martial arts TV show, and yeah. it just never worked out. And sure. then I stopped for a while, did some cancer for a while, but yeah. made a record anyway because there's nothing you can do except go to work. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, and now we moved here. We just finished a new record. Did uh, you? Yeah, we've been recording it since last fall. Amazing. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's when fun. is it coming out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe September, maybe June. Amazing. Depends. How far in advance do you know the the uh, the title of a record? Or does that um, happen more? We marinate a title for okay. a while. There's the titles that I like, and then there's, you know, the titles that all the grown-ups sure. like. <laughs> and then, you know, we find something that works. Um, the first record I ever put out, which was just self-titled, called sure. Biff yeah. Naked, uh, I wanted to call Satan's Girlfriend. Okay. And nobody liked it. And so I said, that's fine, I'm not titling it. And that's why it's self-titled. Sure. The second one is called I Bificus, and the producer named it Glenn Rosenstein. Yeah. Because he always called me Bificus. Third one was called Purge. Um, because I felt like uh, it was a powerful word. It meant a lot of different things. Um, and then after that, super beautiful monster. 
came out and then the promise was the record i made when i was in chemo yeah um wow. i don't know there's just like yeah titles are are funny and now the delivery system for putting out music is like almost entirely digital sure right. so in, in many ways you don't even have to be on a schedule because it doesn't yeah. matter anymore we've done drop cards before and we sold drop cards at shows and then that seemed to not work. So now we just give them away and it doesn't matter because they're still not going to use the code in the drop card. They're right. just going to download it anyway. Right. So it's kind of like a, is it, it's a weird thing. Is yeah. It, the only leverage that it gives you is for doing shows and, and touring a new record definitely sure. gives you more. Because I mean, there's, there's, leverage. there's a lot of, um, when I think of bands that I listened to in high school, I can, to some degree, I would be able to go, oh, okay, that song was from this record, mm -hmm. that song was... I, there's a mm -hmm. part of me that can do it, but now, in any current or more uh, newer artists, I would have no idea what what record... Well, maybe not no idea, but it's harder for me to distinguish which one's from which, because for the most part, it's the online... Yeah. It was a lot different. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting, though, and recording's yeah. still fun, and making songs Good. is still fun. It's cool that you still enjoy it so much. I can't, it seems like I you do. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love performing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that'll never change. When I first um, came back from doing cancer treatment, I did an acoustic record because mm -hmm. those were all of the shows that I was doing. I was just doing acoustic shows because I was doing a lot of speaking engagements and it seemed like just a lot of like healthcare things. Sure. And then I would do acoustic versions of songs and mm -hmm. it seemed like a natural fit. Uh, but as the, uh, as time went on, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. We need to stage dive. This sure, feels yeah. like really boring to me. So it's been interesting. Yeah. You know, and I'm lucky to still be working ultimately as a female and, and going through my 40s and still doing performing and still uh, doing the festivals and playing with, you know, which I call guy bands. You know, Trailer Park Boys is a perfect example. Being yeah. the only female on the bill oh, to yeah. me was like the biggest deal of all. I go, oh, my God, I'm so honored I'm the only girl, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that still feels special to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So when this when this record comes out in the fall or, or wherever, whenever it does, will you go on tour for that record? Oh, definitely. Yeah? The We finished uh, some dates here in Ontario oh, in cool. uh, October. We did, um, you know, Oshawa, Peterborough, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, Toronto. And then, uh, yeah, we would do the same thing. Oh, that's so cool. Honestly... It's kind of inspiring. Like, I just feel like you've, your life has just had so many plot points. And it's just. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's fun and it's funny. But you look at anybody's life and particularly women, again, because women, I mean, you know, we have to take, women have to take time off to like, you know, push out a kid and then they have to deal with that. But yet they're still working. Yet yeah. they're still expected to look like they did when they're 20. You know, all these different things happen in the trajectory of a of a, a career uh, for people. And, and personal life stuff gets in the way. Now with the internet, really, we can follow someone's life intimately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from beginning to end. I yeah. mean, I think about someone like uh, Tina Turner, you know, and she was always my touchstone in a way because I thought, man, she is in a miniskirt at 70, yeah. <laughs> still doing Proud Mary, still doing her same show. And I just thought, because that's what the people want to hear. Right. 
you know, they want to go see her because they want her to do that song yeah. or they want her to do, you know, private dancer. They, yeah. they sure they're interested a, kind of in her new stuff, but not really yeah. because they really want to hear that stuff that, sure. she, that she made classic, timeless, yeah. timeless stuff. And it gave me a new perspective about singing songs like Spaceman or I Love yeah. Myself Today or Tango Shoes. Yeah. You know, I just thought, man, nobody wants to hear that dead horse. Yeah, they do. Yes, do. And yeah, they I do. honestly <laughs> do. And yeah. they will sit there. They don't care whatever happens for the other hour and 30 minutes that I'm up there busting my hump. They are waiting for their yeah. song. Whatever yeah. it is, that's the song they're there for. I, yeah. I, sorry. I was just going to say that there's there's something to be said. Like all the songs you just named are my favorite ones, I think. Um, but I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, when we were talking the other day about your songs and we were saying Carly was like well which one do you like is your jam and I was like I hate to say it because I don't want it to be you know the one that I wait, wait, wait like it was my answer or whatever yeah it's I love myself today because that one is yeah. just I could it's so sing. fun it's so fun it's fun to sing yeah good oh yeah that makes me it happy. never gets old and my boyfriend Mike like when he goes to see a show of any band mm -hmm. and he is a big concert guy he loves going to concerts he will have that exactly what you said he'll have that song or maybe two right. that he's waiting for and i mean they'll do an amazing set and he'll leave and he'll go oh they didn't play whatever i love myself today or something right. and i'm like oh okay sure i didn't even think about that and i don't think of, i didn't realize until later and he's loves the show right. but he always has that song that he's like oh they didn't play that song or whatever and it's how a lot of people think. Last week, <laughs> when I was still pneumonia-ridden and in a surgical mask, sure. oh, dragged man. me to the Kiss concert. <laughs> Good. Because he's had tickets for six months <laughs> and stood there in the seat singing every word to every fucking song yeah. at yeah. the top of his lungs until that boy was hoarse. Good. <laughs> Just joyfully every single, every single song. Yep. And I was like, what is the equivalent of this in my world? Would yeah. it be a Bad Brains show? Like, he was just so joyful. They played every song. He knew every song. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered what era it was from. He and they played all. for two straight hours. God, that sounds exhausting. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen them before. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal show. Costumes, pyro. Yeah. So it awesome. was nuts. That's that would I be couldn't something believe to see. It. That would be something to Lionel Richie is second. Oh, we really? saw Lionel Richie in twenty sixteen. Okay. Mariah Carey opened. I have all of her records. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> Vision awesome. of Love was my jam <laughs> when I was like I out of high that. school. And she opened for Lionel Richie. And she was definitely like the queen. Sure. Uh, but Lionel Richie's show was probably as an entertainer. I've never seen a show like that where I knew all the songs mm -hmm. that I didn't even know I knew. Right. Dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. I sang it. Everyone sang hello, of course. Right. Yeah. But he also performed Brick House. You know, right. it was unbelievable. Those are really fun shows that you go to that yes. I've experienced where, where also where you go and you're like, oh, I know this song. That's right. Oh, I didn't realize I know this song. So oh, and fun. this yeah. song and this song. It it actually happened to Mike and I recently. We went to see Mother Mother, oh, and cool. uh, and they were amazing. Of course, but they were uh, the opening band was Said the Whale. Oh, good. And I Great knew band. fantastic. Yeah, and I knew a bunch of their songs, but then they were playing other things, and I went, 
oh, I know this song too. And Amazing. there was just, it was really cool. And it's, it's such a good feeling when they play a song and you're like, oh my God, how exactly. cool. Yeah. Really I went cool. to a, a Brian Adams concert and I was Fun. like, every song. I know every single <laughs> yeah. song. Amazing. It was unreal. But before we wrap up here, I just, it must be so cool and meaningful that I love myself is truly like an anthem. Oh like, yeah. That's good. You know what I mean? Like yep. tons and tons and tons of people know that song that's so good i'm so glad like, <laughs> like all i can ever say about it is like i'm so glad and spaceman and lucky yeah like it's that so just... fun and lucky has a buffy thing so then right. i get all the buffy fans that's so cool to like lucky so and that's fun it's that's just, just a, like just so cool there's nothing and and so I, I quite remember that when when MySpace was a thing. Did you ever have MySpace? I had a MySpace page. Oh, I miss MySpace. But I'm... back in the day, there was always porn printed on my page. Same <laughs> with my Facebook page was all porn like, ads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because of the word naked. Oh, so it was oh, just that's like, true. And anyone could publish on it. Or right. I well, do I you know what? Remember. To be fair, it, now that you say that, because I remember. I mean, of course, especially for I Love Myself Today. But I know, I of course, I knew Biff Naked. And I remember being like, because oh, of the, the word naked in of it. Course. I remember being like, I, my, one of my favorite is Biff Naked. Like <laughs> so it was funny. It was or provocative. Things, but, yeah, it so was. Funny. And on MySpace, because I don't know if this was something that anybody else, I'm sure there were. But we would do, you know, there was the about mm-hmm. when you would, you know, say whatever. And I would write down every artist that I had in my iTunes and I would um, capitalize the ones that were the ones that I wanted cute guys to notice that I liked right. or whatever. Yeah. And yours was one of them. Because I would say Biff Naked in all caps because I was like, it's hilarious. Says, you know, it's, it was just so cool. And that was how it's I. Edgy. It was edgy. So um, but especially because that song like really is just so to me, and especially because my entire life and still to this day, I'm very self-deprecating very yes. self-deprecating and I had I had a fantastic high school life I have the best support system I have amazing friends amazing boyfriend my parents are two of the best people I've ever met in my life however that does not stop me from hating a lot of, of things course. about myself yes and that song honestly was so just the fact that you can be like you know what I I just love myself today <laughs> so and nice honestly, that's like, the point it, it honestly like I could get emotional about it just because it it's it, I was You're so <laughs> I was so hateful toward myself right and when I think of things that I would think to myself or think of myself or say to myself especially when I was younger it's like oh it's so it's so hard to kind of go back there um, but that song was something that I really was I'm like so glad you know what and that's the whole point I mean yeah. anything that we can take with us every day that empowers us yeah yeah you know and um my belief always was that if you tell yourself something enough times you're gonna believe it sure whether Mm -hmm. you're saying i'm so stupid i'm so stupid i'm so you know eventually you believe it but if you tell yourself i love myself today yeah eventually it's gonna it's gonna sink (sighs) in it just makes me so like that was just a really powerful one. Oh, for me. I'm so glad yeah. that made my day. Hey, good. Because <laughs> you know, whatever. It was just, it was, yeah, a really important one. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good place to kind of end. I think. Okay. Yeah. We didn't really get um, we didn't talk about Crybaby too much, but it's hard to talk about. I mean, you just have to watch it. Like, you have to watch yeah. it. Then look up the cast on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you wanted to say? I want to hear what you well, said. Well, it's not. It's, 
a lot of tragedy. <laughs> oh no, a lot of tragedy. Oh, so, but however, the good news is Johnny Depp's uh, thriving. Sure. Well, yeah. well, know, in some ways, he's a pirate. You know, yeah. that's great. That's true. You know, he's Willy but, Wonka. Yeah, but I, I love looking up movie casts and and seeing uh, what their story is. Sure. You know, like. Just anything, whether it's their personal life or what they're doing now, whether they're in community theater or mm-hmm. whether they went on to, you know, they're, I think Hatchet Face became a lawyer. I was going to say because yeah. my favorite movie is Hook and the um, little boy uh, who plays Jack and Hook is now a lawyer yeah. or something. Yeah. So and I, I was going to say it's like a lawyer. It's so funny. Yeah. It's really fun to, to go explore that. Sure. So I encourage everyone to go Look at the Wikipedia page. Look up the cast. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I want to. And, and it just gives you, and it just humanizes some of the characters, but yeah. it's a work of art. And it, yeah. if you like John Waters, you're going to love it. And it's, I mean, it's something that, like I said, when when we were watching it last night, and, and so my boyfriend, Carly and I were watching it, and my boyfriend came home from work in the middle of it, ah. and I don't think he's seen it. Before. No, he has not seen it before. And he walked in, and the way that our house is set up, the TV is right there at the front door. And he walked in, and it was, I believe, in one of the jailhouse scenes. Oh, yeah. And he just walked in, he was like, and it was singing, one of the singing right. jailhouse scenes. And he went, what are you watching? <laughs> and, you know, he came and sat down and watched it with us, and of he enjoyed course. the end. But it, it's a very, like we've said a hundred times, it's a niche movie. Yes. It's very strange in the yeah. best way. Yeah, it's, no, it's really, a great, really it's a fantastic great work of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So uh, instead of maybe doing what character we we related to, unless you have a character, you, wow, I can't speak. It's because I had coffee. I'm all shaky. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's good coffee. Yeah. Uh, we normally say what character we related to. Oh. Um, or you can say what your favorite character was. Wow. And then you're gonna rate it out of ten. Ten being the best, one being the worst. Okay, I'm going to say for sure Hatchet Face is yeah. my favorite. She's awesome. Um, just because I thought uh, the character was actually very endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it just kind of, you know, it, it just gives you a different perspective on um, how people perceived beauty standards. Mm-hmm. You know, not just at that time, which was, you know, the end, the late 80s, early 90s, but just what they were showing was like, probably the 50s yep yep and um it's just so different today Mm -hmm. you know uniqueness is kind of celebrated a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh but definitely my favorite i honestly would give the movie 10 out of 10 i think it's a must must watch yeah uh and again you know the nod to john waters but just because it was kitschy and charming and and very sweet and as a side note have you ever met iggy pop no, I never have. Okay. No, I another never bucket have. list item. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing to meet him. He's a cool. fantastic character. Yes, he is. He's really. It's what's his name? Belvedere, I think. Yes, <laughs> Belvedere. Yeah. Um, I think I was gonna say originally my, uh, I I don't know if this is a good answer, but the grandma, the um. Oh, yes. The main character's yep. grandma, who's the very square grandma, but like, then she ends up being. Right. Go into for the it. judge do yeah. it yeah and with the I, skull pin yeah, <laughs> yeah i really liked her yeah and i was gonna say i identified with her a little bit um because there's a part of me who in high school I, I, although i was trying to be or no i wasn't trying i was very grungy and everything i was i was also very um i don't want to say judgmental but i was quick to uh, if people did things that I wasn't, I, I didn't approve. Like if my friends was smoking, if my right. friends were smoking, I felt so hurt by it. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm more, you know, oh, what a 
whatever, do your thing. And I don't know. There was just something about her that I really liked. Yeah. Um, and there was also something when you said hatchet face that I thought of that I realized it's kind of a bit of a connection. Maybe this is a stretch, but whatever. I'm okay with it because she is ugly. Like her name is hatchet face. Right. right. And the whole thing is that yeah. she, she's got this makeup that makes her look uh, a little bit more unfortunate, I guess, than she is. But there's something that she says at one point, and she's like, I'm beautiful. Like, I'm okay with this. And and Johnny Depp at one point says to her, you're beautiful. It just made me so happy. And it's like, yeah. well, I love myself today. There you <laughs> go. Like, Very good. <laughs> right back to it. Right? You know, I can bring it back. Um, my rating for this one, I think my high school self is coming up for this one and says a good old... I want to say 9.5. Wow. Which I think might, very good. it might That's be good. my highest rating so far. I've yet to give a 10 out of 10. Uh, and I don't even think I've given a 9.5, to be honest. Wow. Because this movie, like, I can't tell you. This movie I watched constantly. And I was so, in high school, I was like, I know this movie and other people don't. And I thought I was so cool. Amazing. And <laughs> yeah. revisiting it now, like 10 years later, was awesome. Yeah, so it was, I was fun. Really happy. It yeah. was fun watching it with It you. is a weird movie, though. So Yeah, I mean. But if people aren't into weird movies, it's you know, yeah, it's very it's cool. Um, I think I relate to the main girl. What was her name? Mm-hmm. Allison. 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 Yeah. Was yeah the character. You're right. Just because I was fairly innocent in high school and I was always attracted to the edgy boy. Right. Mm-hmm. So when she says, she says the line, her first line is, I'm so tired of being good. I could yes, totally relate right. to that. Yeah, and then yeah. she jumps on Johnny Depp's motorcycle and they ride away. It was yes. like, that was like my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I also love Ramona. I thought she was so funny. Yeah, yeah. she was fantastic. Um, too. And I probably rate this an eight. Very oh, that's good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. For a first time viewing, like, not really knowing what you're getting into, to come out with an eight is really awesome. So, yeah. I think I, that's I great. enjoyed it. Cool. So. Cool. Um, well, I'll do one last thing. We do a segment called oh, um, Six Degrees of Leo, where I try to connect the movie to Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, good. Because I love Leo. <laughs> oh, good. And this is an easy one because Johnny Depp and Leo were both in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, Another fantastic movie. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, you've got to. You'd I like know. it. Juliet Lewis. I'm sure I would because I love Juliet Lewis. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. it's a great yeah. movie. Um, so I guess... Well, let's finish up with you. So, because we'll do our like little whatever next week is and stuff. But um, where can people find you? They uh, can... So mostly I'm on Twitter every morning. Nice. Oh, good. There you go. So at Biff people Naked Twitter. on Twitter. <laughs> I love Twitter. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say Twitter is negative. I don't really follow a lot of negative no. stuff. Sure. So for me, it's lots of fun. I follow a lot of animal rescue stuff. Cool. and. You know, I'll look up, you know, in my search bar, I'll look up Toronto every day, see what's going on or sure. that type of thing. So I really love Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram, not as often as I want to be. I, you know, everyone says, you should post once a day. But I I always like it's erase a- it or yeah. I, yeah. you know, I delete it. I go, oh, I don't think so. That's <laughs> stupid. And so, but I am on Instagram. And I think it's Biff Naked Official. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, although I don't log into it as often as I should because Instagram will just print on it. Twitter used to print on Facebook, but Does then they not? stopped that. Oh. And I don't know why they stopped that. Is it, it maybe because me. I think Facebook owns Instagram? Correct. Yeah. But doesn't own Twitter? No. So then maybe that's why? Maybe. But they used I don't to. Know. Yeah. They used I to don't be know. more symbiotic but sure. uh, yeah Facebook's where I get most of the trolls right oh so for me and my audience it's you know I, I'm pretty like 
easygoing. I'm very neutral. I don't cause a lot of ruckus, even though I like (laughs) social justice. But Facebook is tends to be a little bit funny. Right. Well, and everyone's on Facebook, no matter how old. Well, I guess everyone's on all the other ones, too. Social media is just difficult. And do you have a book? You said you had a book editor? Yeah, I put a book out in 2016. Okay, I want to read it. uh, So it's a memoir called Ibificus, and HarperCollins published it. And it was easy to write in a way. Uh, I've never been a journaler, so it's not like I had archives of stuff. I kind of had to do it from scratch. Oh, wow. Uh, And that was fine, but I didn't, you know, I didn't understand word count. And I didn't understand italics. So then when I worked with uh, the editor, Jim Gifford from HarperCollins, who's a lovely person, I accidentally handed in 200,000 words, which they didn't want. They only wanted 50, but I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. And then, like, he said, well, you're shouting all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, well, all these things are capitalized. I said, because I'm emphasizing them. And he said, just use italics. And I'm like... Where's that key? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So it was a real learning curve. Um, and it was probably, it probably took two years to edit uh, with them. But it, yeah, it was an amazing experience. I've been working on a, another book for cancer patients specifically uh, about cancer care and palliative care. Wow. Basically tips and like funny anecdotes and stuff like that. Oh, that would be, yeah. that one, I, the memoir sounds like, I, we, I haven't read it and I'd love to, but that one sounds like breast cancer has been something in my family mm. and it sounds like something, I mean, I, I don't, I've not had to uh, go through that, but I've gone through it with my mom and other people, sure. but it sounds like something that would be really interesting to, so oh, when, good. when's that coming out? <laughs> when's that? The men in my world are like, this is not really boring and scary. I'm well, like, too bad for no, them. It's, not. it's like funny and different things. Uh, so hopefully by Christmas okay. is what I'm hoping. Okay, good, Mom. Don't mm-hmm. listen, but that's going to be your Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully by Christmas. <laughs> well, we have to let Miss Naked go home. So That's right. Yeah, back to Lake so, Ontario. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so, Thank you for having so me. Much. This is a great podcast. Thank I'm a you. huge fan. Yay! You guys should be featured on podcast playlists. Oh, I don't thanks. know if you know them on CBC. But um, well, we'll they try. They have a podcast playlist yeah. where they feature different podcasts. Cool. And that's how I learn about a lot of podcasts oh, wow. that I never oh, heard of. Yeah, we'll look into there. that. Yeah, yeah definitely. You have exceeded our expectations. So ah. honestly, thank you so much. You're most welcome. You guys are amazing. Yeah, well, thank you. You're amazing. And uh, yeah, thank you to my brothers, Eric and Kevin Smeal, for our theme song. And that's about it. That's it. All right. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. See you later. See you later. (laughs)